And now. And now. Capital 263. for joining us for another edition of Mike Set Match. We are grateful for the listens and uh, thank you for sharing as well the show, which I hope you will do after this. Uh, my name is Lizwe Kitanganya at Lizwe C on Twitter. You can find me also on Facebook, but really look for Mike Set Match on Facebook. Um, look for Mike Set Match on Twitter. Look for Mike Set Match on iTunes. Listening to our shows, download and share your comments and thoughts about our episodes. Joined today, as usual, by Josh. What up? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, welcome, welcome, like Liz was said. Um, and yeah, we're here. Mike said, match. We're brought to you by Capital 263. Free to do it. Free to say it. Okay, free to say it, free to do it. But yeah, whichever. The point is you're free. <laughs> but yeah, man, my name is Josh. Um, you can find me on Twitter at 6Legend. You can find me on Facebook, Josh K. Zawe. You can now, uh, please, please follow Mike said, match on all platforms and... Max said, my Snapchat is coming soon too. Um, Instagram is going to be coming up again. So yeah, just look out for our social media. And just, um, we're really grateful. Like you just said, I just, I just needed you to hear that again. That <laughs> we, are, we are really grateful for the listens. And emphasis, emphasis. Yeah, we are, we are really, really grateful. And um, today, um, we have a top, top episode. Yep. We've got a really, really serious and super interview. Um an exclusive I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure some of the things you're gonna hear here today you you've never heard them you'll never hear them anywhere else man this is gonna be man, I, <laughs> I don't want to preempt it i, I, I don't want to build up the hype but yeah man it's gonna be it's gonna be great and this way this way looks ready for yeah, this one i'm ready He's to go wanting in. this one i'm ready to go and we finally have the zimbabwe rugby coach in studio today coach cyprian or former coach in quotes, we don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, the we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, former coach Cyprian Mandege, he was allegedly, you know, maybe actually fired, according to press <laughs> reports. Maybe yeah. he was fired from his position as manager or, or coach of the Zimbabwe rugby team after a series of bad results. But he was justifying in the press as well that, you know, it wasn't it's, really it's supposed to. Thought, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be fired and stuff like that. But you know, you can make all those claims. But what's the case right now yeah so, man so we need to know what's going on in zim rugby what's going on with the results where is the problem is he still coach is he still not is the zeta are you doing their part are the presidents the ceos are they fulfilling their mandate and you know the episode is going to be in depth yeah and proper, uh, proper. we're also just going to look into the selection process what goes what, into yeah. that you know how does him as coach decide which players are going to play for the Zim national team. Yeah, because um, this was one issue that rugby fans, rugby players on on Facebook especially mm-hmm. have been yammering about over and over to say the selection is not as clean as it should be. So we we have the coach today in the studio and he's going to be answering all these questions. So yeah, be, let's just waste time. Let's let's get into the episode and let's see what Coach Cyprian has to say for himself and for, for the Zim rugby community as a whole short break and we'll be back after this with the show and now, and now. capital 263 
I'm, I'm honored to be joined today. <laughs> but why are you laughing? <laughs> Listen, no, you can't just start laughing. No, it's funny because, yeah. you know, I'm really honored by having, you know, Coach The excitement Cyprin. makes you laugh. Yeah, exactly. Coach Cyprian oh, finally joining us. We've been, you know, talking about him joining us for yes. a while and he's finally here. We've read about him in the newspaper, read about a few things he said, but now we give the men an opportunity to, to really speak. You know, you know, you know, these newspaper journalists, the editing, exactly, they yeah. always lie, you, you know, know, twisting people's words and yeah. stuff like that. I will hear Max at Mitch, uh, brought to you by Capital 263. Free to say it, free to do it, and uh, we're here in the studio, uh, as usual. You know, as you heard, I'm with this way, he's annoying as ever. <laughs> United, but anyway, <laughs> good day, Coach Cyprian Mandenge. Oh, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Um, thank you for finally joining us, and uh, we're excited to have you here. As you can tell, we're jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah. So we are here, as we promised. Uh, we have the Zim Rugby coach in the studio, and we have a few things that we also need to clarify. You know, from the coach's perspective, you know, we've had the admin in here uh, for Zim Rugby. We've had under 21 players in the studio as well, and now we have uh, the Sables coach. Yeah. And there's a few issues that, you know, we hear in the press, we hear rumors going around in sporting circles that we would like to hear from the horse's mouth and get some clarification on a few things, you know. Yeah, um, so, you know, we're joined by Cyprian Mandenge, as we've already say, stated. We'd just like to hear your story, Cyprian. Um, <laughs> you see, I, I used to play rugby, so it's, it's really hard for me to change over to just calling him Cyprian from coach. From coach, yeah. But He's anyway, coach. Um, we just want to, um, where does the Cyprian Mandinga story start? How did you get to be coach? Yeah, well, I started uh, by playing rugby at school and I started coaching way back, I think, in 93. That's when I started coaching. Wow. So, yeah, I've... I've, I've I've gone, I've gone through the stages. Uh, I just didn't wake up and uh, one day I'm, I'm, I'm a coach. I think that's a, the, the pathway that everybody's got to take. If you want to coach national team, you need to put time into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I coached at school. I coached Morgan. I coached Lomarvin. I played at a sports club. Before I played at a sports club, I was uh, under Tim of Lisbeth, all Morvenians. Mm-hmm. I then moved to a sports club. And in 2000, that's when I stopped playing because of an injury and I started coaching second team at sports club. I then moved to Varsity, coached Varsity and uh, Varsity were the whipping boys then. So the year that I coached Varsity, we lost in the finals to OH, which means we were number two in the country. I then moved back to sports club, coached sports club with Sykes uh, 2006 up to 2012 when we won three championships in, in that period. Um, then I moved to Old Ararians in 2013. I won uh, the championship there and I was named coach of the year that year. Mm. Uh, but also I'm, I'm, I'm full-time at Igusville. I'm a sports director there. Uh, I'm also proud to say, I mean, if you, <laughs> there are a lot of coaches in the country, but for you to be a coach, if you want to prove that you're a coach, you need to coach at a quiet school where you've got less than 200 <laughs> boys. 200 <laughs> boys and you're competing with schools like Prince Edward who've got 1,000 plus boys and you're still giving them a hard time. Okay. Um, I've also beaten those teams at some point uh, with the, the few numbers that I have. So the reason why I talk about all these things is because 
I just want to also prove that I've I've just not woke up and be a national coach. I, I was, I'm also proud to say I'm the only one in the country who's got level three. We were so many coaches in the country that had been doing level three that some of them that I started with we went to France uh, 2015 for the first time, the first part of the course. And then 2016, that's when I graduated with my, my level three. And level three is not just a, a course where you say anybody can, you can just go and get. It's uh, in rugby, they say it's equivalent to a master's degree. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we've got coaches who've been trying to do it, and uh, some have gone uh, failed, repeated, and they're still trying to get the level three. And for you to get level three, like I said, you need to go through it's, 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 it's tough. Like when I went to France, you're coaching professional players, and professional players are assessing you, and they're very frank and open. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not very nice to you and they'll tell you if you miss something maybe a water break they'll just tell you you got it wrong if you don't have uh, proper equipment for the exercise that you want to do they'll just tell you that uh, coach i think you got it wrong and your assessors will be there so it's a tough thing to to, to yeah okay well i'm impressed by that <laughs> and uh, this man has basically been coaching for my whole life <laughs> for, for, uh, because you know well, I'm not going to say when I was born, like 18. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, this man has been basically coaching throughout my life. And he's been high school rugby, varsity rugby, club rugby, and now national team coach. So, Coach Cyprian, how how long have you been Zim Rugby coached for now? Um, I would say I've been a pseudo, uh, a de facto coach from 2006. The reason why I say this is because 2006, the head coach and the, and the assistant coach, the head coach was Chris Lambert, assistant coach was Zohana Izinemurumbi. They were both, both based in Blue Majority of the guys were in Harare. So I would coach the Harare guys. They asked me to coach because then uh, I was coaching, I was Harare, the provincial coach for the senior team. So Chris Lambert asked me to assist. Then I started coaching the Harare boys. And you know how it is like uh, with the limited resources, the, the coaches would would, uh, would get into camp a week before the, 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 the games. So the coaches would come in uh, a week before the game, but which means all the time, time yes. I'll be the one coaching. And then uh, 2010, that's when I became the official assistant coach to Brandon Dawson. But again, uh, Dawson was based in Blue Eye, I was in Harare, and uh, I would coach the boys and... I remember some some tournaments that Dawson couldn't travel and I had to, to travel with the team. So I've been with the national team for, for, for a while. And again, it's sad when people start uh, judging based on the results that are coming now and without even looking at the whole thing. Uh, I'm not just a coach because somebody likes me. I've gone th through the, the mill. <laughs> All okay. right. Um, 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 yeah, I was impressed by the fact that you saying you took all the Rarians uh, to the championship when you were coaching them. Um, I just wanted to find out, what do you think about the level of um, competition in the league uh, between that time and uh, say now. To, in now, 2017? Yeah, yeah. Club you know, rugby. Because we had, we had uh, ZRU Vice Chairman Nodi you know, saying that this year he predicted that, he was predicting at the time before the season started that this could be the best season we've ever had in terms of uh, local rugby or maybe in the short term maybe past three five years this 2017 he was expecting it to be one of the best years um so what do you think about the level of competition is it improved is it 
uh, dropped and why would you say that um because we want to help rugby i would just even go way back before 2013 mm-hmm. i would go back to the days when i was playing with all due respect to the guys who are playing the rugby <laughs> right now at the moment uh, when we played rugby when i played club rugby most of the guys who are playing our first teams first teams in the league at the moment would struggle to make second team for old Ararans, for Harare Sports Club, old Georgians, old Newtonians, and Bastards. <laughs> and well, and well, well. this is <laughs> so sometimes people would want just to look at the national team, but all these things they affect the national team. 2013 we had 2011, 2012, 2013 we had very good competition because we had uh, Lion Lager sponsoring the league, so it was very competitive. We even managed to win the Africa Cup, I think, 2011 using the local players because the league was very competitive and i think 2013 was the last time that we played competitive rugby at the moment there isn't a competition all the guys right now are going to all georgians so who's all georgians going to compete against i'm happy sports club have up their game now uh they're producing players that are coming out of it out of out of out of uh, the junior system um I'm a bit worried about the other clubs. So for us to go anywhere, we need to make sure that we've got structures, we've got something that's feeding into the national team. If you look at cricket, cricket, yes, they're not producing results consistently, but they've got programs. They start from school, 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 school level where they've got kids on scholarship. They've got the cricket development centers, schools like uh, Prince Edward Churchill, uh, Moton. So these are the programs that people need to put into place for us to get to the next level. Unfortunately, people don't look at that. They just look at what people see are the results that are coming, that we're getting on the field. But we don't actually get results. Results, you only get them on the match day. That's the actual result that you see, 22-0 or something. But it's what you've put in way before you get you actually go into the park. All right. Um, like, so, like you're saying that uh, the system has to feed one level from the bottom level you know, feeding the next level and so forth and so forth until we get to the national team uh we, we when when we had not in the studio we were talking about um an under 21 league that has been established that they are trying to established to, in quotes yeah it's in quotes <laughs> because they said it was supposed to start uh, when the season started but i was looking at i was looking for it and i couldn't find it anyway you know but the senior league has started yeah right so they were saying that they they want to start an under 21 league which is in line with with what you are saying as well that there needs to be structures so currently how does the selection process for the national team go given that we have a limited number of of competitive teams to pick from from what you're saying the likes of old georgians obviously them being having the bulk of the good players they're going to be the first team that you look at. Then maybe a sports club. Then maybe the teams from Bluewayo and other cities and so forth. So how does the national team selection go on your part? It's it's, it's difficult because the proper way that we're supposed to do it is uh, watch club rugby. Then from club rugby, we play interprovincials. From there, you see the players and you select a, a group of players that you can work with. But with the way the league has been running, we we've got... 11 teams in the in the league and the 11 teams the league will run for about nine months are we playing enough rugby nine months what are we going to be doing in between because 
with with the nine teams it should be run it should run for nine months and also we need to align it with our with our national team competitions because we got into the Africa Cup when we were just starting the league yes the under 21 league was played early on which also helped our under 20s to prepare for their junior world trophy qualifiers unfortunately we didn't do too well so where we are now is i don't think it's a, we are at a point where we should be wasting time pointing at uh, individuals what we need to do is to sit down and identify the problems what are the problems how do we fix the problems because i would start from schoolboy rugby we've got teams that are going for craven week year in year out if you ask me this year how many guys were in the sebos team that went for that played craven week very few so is craven week benefiting us it's not so why then are we not looking at ways to make sure that Craven Week benefits us? We had uh, an opportunity. The previous director, Brighton Joandre, came up with uh, uh, a plan to to have uh, academy to send a, 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 an academy side to Academy Week in South Africa. The development guys, which we are mainly looking at, the guys who are feeding into our into our league. Because if we want to be very honest, the schools that are feeding into our league. Have schools like Churchill, Alice Robbins, Lord Marvin, and because of that, we then, with all due respect to the coaches that we have, but I think we also need the other thing that we need to do is to train the coaches, not just to get a paper, but the coaches should actually do the proper stuff. Because at national team level, I'm having to coach basics, and we don't have time. We're getting into camp a week before the game and you want to coach basics. Where, whereby when you get into national team, what you want to do is to be working on specifics. You're getting in there, you're preparing for a game, to go and play a game, not to take time coaching basics. So our coaches also need to be coached. Um, talking about schoolboy rugby that I was talking about, we're not playing enough rugby. We go to Craven Week, we get beaten there. Is that a true reflection of a Scott Gray? A Scott Gray is a very good coach. But you can't then say because he got bad results at Craven Week, he's not a good coach. Scott Gray, anywhere, anytime, is a good coach. Bob Mahari went with the team to World Trophy. They got beaten. Is that a true reflection of Bob Mahari? No. Bob Mahari did not get enough time to prepare the guys. All our teams are going and they're losing not because the coaches are bad. The coaches are not bad, but we're not giving them enough time. Um, in a schoolboy uh, life, a, a schoolboy player, from Form 1 up to Upper 6, they are playing 18 months of rugby. Because every term, every year, they're only playing three months. That's not even three months, maybe two and a half months. Is that enough rugby that we're playing? So our players, when they go to Craven Week, they are not ready. We just get into the season. Four, five weeks into the season, we go down and we play South Africa. Coaches are having to work with the guys for three, four days, and they go down South Africa. And then we want to then look at the coaches and say, Scott is not a good coach. I believe Scott is a good coach. He's a world-class coach. Uh, Bob Mahari is a world-class coach. Dingiswai, all those guys are not punketing them. They are all world-class coaches, but they're not getting enough time to work with the boys. It's not a reflection on the coaches. It's not a coaching problem. Our losing the matches, even at national team, not that I'm defending myself, but yes, I also need to say stuff because sometimes it's, it's, it's frustrating when you read the social media. Uh, the, the page called Let's Talk Rugby. I actually don't read it anymore. I only hear from other guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got guys that are just criticizing, but they don't know the background to these things. Like last year, 2016, when we played uh, Africa Cup, we played Kenya. The guys were refusing to go and play the game. I had to plead with the guys. 
before I even get to the actual match, to get the guys to come and play national team, you need to plead with them so that we understand each other. Guys, just come and let's play for our country. And all that, people don't look at all those things. When they eventually come, some of these guys, you need to take them through basics. But do you have time? The time is not there. So we played Kenya last year. Guys had uh, issues with the allowances. Guys were refusing to leave the hotel. I had to beg the players to say, let's go and play. Otherwise, if you don't play, you'll be sanctioned by Africa rugby and you'll be thrown to Group 1C or something. We just had to go and fulfill a fixture. And it is out there is not a true reflection of the team. We played Uganda. It was the same story. But when we went to Namibia uh, last year, the guys, we took, we made a decision to say, let's try and do the side. The only sort of uh, guy who was very odd in the team was Costa because we wanted him to just to work with the guys on the park. But all the other guys were young guys. We took a side that was very competitive to Namibia. We lost. Um, before 2016, uh, 2015, we, when I became the national coach, we played three games, Africa Cup. We won two, lost one. But because we've been having a system where we just get into camp, beat Kenya, we thought maybe, ah, well, we good enough. Kenya went to the uh, drawing board. They've been working on their programs. If you look at the junior teams, under-20s, we never used to lose. Age groups, we never used to, use to lose to Kenya. But they're beating us now. So, it's, things just don't happen. It's the process. What are we putting into it? We're not putting much into it. 2015, when I went to Namibia, again, we got thrashed eight by 80 points. Not because the boys were not good, but because they had issues. At training, guys down truths. They didn't want to train because... Uh, they wanted to be addressed by the CEO. The CEO came. We had issues and issues. Uh, the players were promised that issues would be resolved. Somebody was, was supposed to address the players. And we, we nearly got left by the plane when we went to the airport. Guys were waiting for somebody to address them. We eventually went to Namibia. But the guys were not in the game. And the guys just had to go and fulfill a fixture. So when these results, when people look at these results, it's said that there will be Again, it's my name as a coach, but there's a lot of things that are happening in the background. This year, Africa Cup, uh, we got into camp a week before Senegal. Many local players. Lucky enough, uh, the trust came on board. Titan Law, uh, the Sebos Trust, came on board. And we managed to send a decent side. Unfortunately, well, fortunately we won the game, but... A day before we left, two guys pulled out of that team because they were not sure whether we were going to be looked after in terms of allowances and all. But we went to Senegal, we won a game. And people then, when the people look at Senegal, they just say Senegal. But if you look at that Senegal team, only two guys in that team had Senegalese passports. All the rest, the 21, other 21 guys had French passports. They play, they are semi-professional. That was a solid team that we played in, in Senegal, but we got a result. Same applies to Tunisia. I'm surprised when reporters say uh, the non-rugby playing countries are beating Zimbabwe. I don't know where they're getting these stats from. <laughs> Tunisia, all their players play semi-professional. Some professional in France. They came here. They had a game plan. Unfortunately, on the day that we played Senegal, the, the, the boys were, they looked very tired. And I understand why. Uh, we played very well against Senegal. We played very well against uh, uh, Namibia. But after that, our performances started going down, which is a reflection of strength and conditioning. 
we're lacking that because also we're not playing hard games week in week out so for us to address all those things to, to, to get to be competitive we need to make sure that we've got a strong league we need to have the right personnel strength and conditioning and we get enough training time right now people are fighting each other this is the time that we're supposed to be planning to say this is what we want to do planning coach does planning as well but director of rugby needs to have director of rugby ceo the guys who played full time they should come up with a blueprint when you fail to qualify for 2015 world cup programs are supposed to be put in place do we have the programs i don't think so but does the coach have a program yes the coach has a program he had a program before africa cup but was it followed no was it followed because somebody didn't want to 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 for, to, to, uh, to follow the program no it's not zetara use program that problem that those things were not done also zetara you doesn't have money it's not that those guys in the office don't want to sponsor to support they want to support but the truth of the matter is there is no money okay um you've spoken about a whole <laughs> lot and uh, yeah, we, man. we we let you pour it out <laughs> he had a lot to get off his chest and we and just had to let it yeah, flow and, and and we appreciate that but i have a few questions and they'll keep you know taking us backwards but uh first question really is we know that um we have a problematic economy you know it's not performing we know that you know next year might not be better than this year yeah, we already know say. that but we also know that with all those problems zimbabwe still needs to participate in all those com- competitions yeah. in the africa cup mm-hmm. we know that we need to have a sable side ready even with all these economic challenges that we're facing and you state that you know the coach has a plan but somehow it's not being taken up how how then can we just you know from your position you're in a position of leadership how then can we use that influence to come up with strategies that we, because we know next year in july or next year in june we're going to play kenya again and they're going to embarrass us it you know <laughs> in our home on home ground again but we've known for this whole period we know that our economy is bad and you don't expect it to miraculously you know improve over a period of 12 months we do not have money and that's it but the national team still needs to perform to standards that we expect how then can you from your position of leadership you know make sure that these strategies are taken up uh it needs everybody to work together like i pointed out earlier it's not time to be pointing fingers if you want sponsors to come in there are people who are sacrificing uh, just like i spoke about the uh, trust which is uh, uh titan and lois titan lois in front of uh, uh are making sure that the trust is running for the sebos the sebos trust and recently cheetahs got to sponsorship from national breweries so sponsors are always looking at what we're doing you need to have a product to sell for the sponsors to come to want to come in but also a sponsor can be looking at let's talk rugby and all that is being talked about it let's talk rugby there is nothing that is talking about developing rugby it's just people talking about wanting this person to go the next person to go getting to the extent of getting blessing to tutor is severe on, on social media what for 
blessing Chutare is our CEO. We need to support him. He is our CEO, whether we like it or not. He's our CEO. Let's support him. Let's work together. Sponsors, if sponsors see people working together, they would want to come in and help. They will say, even now, what we need to do with the program that I'm talking about. It's about people then going to the sponsors and say, this is our program. These are our programs. How do you help us? We want to make sure that we go to the World Cup. Can we go to the World Cup? I strongly believe we can. But we just need to, to work together. We need to have a very short-term program for the next year's World Cup qualifiers and, and uh, uh, another program to take us to 2023 World Cup. So we need to work together. But unfortunately, a coach can only do so much uh, because the people that should be calling these this, 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 uh, this shots, uh, you're talking of your director of rugby, you're talking of your CEO, your general manager. They should be coming up with all these pro, pro programs. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Speaking of of the, like you're saying that um, blessing Kitaure's CV ended up on on social media, and people are saying this person should go and this person. Um, the media reports that the Zim Rugby Board was dissolved, and your contract as coach was terminated. Right. I was speaking to you earlier before we got into the studio and you're saying your contract was supposed to run until 2019. Right? And according to the media, the board was dissolved. Blessing Kitaure is no longer in, in his position and you are no longer in the in your position. I just want clarity on that. What's what's going on? Who is because now we don't know if you're still coach. Are you still coach? Are you not? If you're not, who is coach? Because sport is is continuous you know like like we're saying the other time about zifa you know at least they're saying okay we we can't afford to pay anyone so everyone please just come and coach the team at least that's a plan so what's 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 going on with zim rugby because now we don't know do we have a coach do we have a ceo do we have a board what's going on um the ceo is still there he's uh he's he's, he's the one running the show at the moment uh what was dissolved was the executive committee which is the president, the two vice presidents, and the treasurer. But everything else is still intact. Um, but it's not my position to say that, but I'll say it anyway. Yeah. Because I think the first thing that was supposed to happen was for people to find out why we're having these problems. Because people made a the decision, they've made a the decision, they've made their decisions, their decisions are standing. But are they going to help rugby? So the, before you get to make a decision, maybe sometimes you want to start with the end in mind. Firing a coach, is it going to help our rugby today? Is that the main problem? Is that the main reason why we, we're failing to, to win? Uh, dissolving the board. Before I respect uh, these uh, elders that made that decision and I don't want to get into, that, into, into, those, into the, the political side of it, uh, I, would, I would just rather concentrate on the on the field uh, stuff which is what i'm employed to do um but also in, in in coming to 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 my to your question regarding whether i'm still the coach i we had uh, something coming up in the newspapers to say i'm no longer the coach i queried it i was on some radio station talking about it and the following day i got a letter from blessing to say yes we have decided to disband the team but I then asked Blessing, on what basis are you disbanding? Did I meet my KPIs? What does my contract say uh, when I got in? My contract was 
I'm supposed to qualify for the World Cup. If I fail to qualify for the World Cup, no. What we may, my KPIs for this year? My KPIs for this year were very simple. We needed to stay in Group 1A, which we achieved. And stay in Group 1A, build a team. Because, oh, if you look at the past three years that I've been coaching the team, I haven't used the same players through and through. Because players would come and players would get uh, disappointed. Player would leave, you'd call the next player and maybe they are not willing to come. So what we needed to do, what we need to do, this is my opinion, is to sit down, identify the problems, fix them. And I've said the problems are lack of preparation. We are not preparing enough. So you can't say you're in an organization and things are not working. Then you want to take yourself out of that and look at the other guy and say, this guy has failed. The guy has failed. What have you given him? Has he really failed? I spoke about Scott Gray right now. Has Scott Gray failed? Scott Gray hasn't failed. Has Bob Maharis failed? He hasn't failed because the system didn't allow them to 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 to, to plan okay. to follow their their plans because of the economic situations. All right, but um, I still don't think we have we have answered the question that we really need to answer because now. We have we have two sides of the story. You you say, according to your contract, you have fulfilled everything that you were supposed to do in this year, and uh, through you're supposed to qualify for World Cup 2019. The qualifiers are only next year, yes. But the question is, what's the official standing of? What's your position? Do we have a coach or do, do we have we a not? coach? Yes. That, 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 that's not no. no, like I said, I got a letter last week on Thursday from Blessing to say we've okay. disbanded the team. Right. And, and, and I asked him, where is this coming from? Um, so what was his answers to your questions? <sighs> the way... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the way I couldn't get... It's, it's a sad thing. I mean, if I... To take you back and say 2015, that's when I was appointed national coach, Right. 2016, after going the, through the problems that we went through that I was talking about just now, where players were refusing to play because uh-huh. the motherboard was not meeting what the players wanted, and we still went there, we lost, they advertised the job. I was forced, I was told to reapply, I applied for that job, and I only heard from um, a good Samaritan at the office that interviews are being run today, so you need to come. I was not told to go for the interviews because there's a person that was lined up already. I got to the interviews. I only got interviewed around 20 to 8 in the evening because that person was there and they were ready to do a, a, a press conference to say this is a new coach. So getting in there, I think I'm not the person who was supposed to be in there. I went there I then got into the interview. When you're going for a coach's interview, you are told what you're supposed to present. Things like your philosophy, you present. Maybe they will ask you to do a defense, uh, to do a defense presentation, or something like that. I was not told anything. I went there, but because I had just come out of uh, doing level three, I had my diary that I'd used for level three. So when I got there, they asked me to present stuff. I just used my diary. So this also showed me that I'm not the person that was wanted to be, that was supposed to be the coach. Because if I was supposed to be the one I was supposed to be told to come for an interview, I was never told about the interview. I went there, I did well in the interview, and I was then rehired. But again, 
because I was given a contract in 2015. Last year when I went for the for the second interview, I wasn't given a contract up to now. I don't have a contract. I just was chasing for my contract. So I said to Blessing, you're saying you disengaged. What does my contract say? Do I have a contract? How do you disengage? And did you guys meet your part as, as, as the motherboard? But look, I've saved my time. I've done this for the love of, uh, of sport. I'm a sports practitioner. I'm a sports administrator by, by profession. So, yes, uh, if it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. I'm there by God's grace. I've done all I could. And look, I've got a heart for, for Zim Rugby. If I didn't have a heart for the Zim Rugby, after 2015, when we failed to qualify for, 20, for 2015 World Cup qualifiers, everybody else left. And I spoke about going through the stages of coaching. We've got coaches in this country that do not even watch games. Coaches that are not involved with, with our league games. And how do you get such a person to come in and coach a national team? From where? We've got guys who've put in work for rugby to be where it is today. I'm not saying they're supposed to then get positions because they've put in their sacrifice. If I tell you that for the years that I've been coaching, even when I was assistant, you can ask Dawson, you can ask um, guys at the office. I was using my equipment. Up to this day, as national coach, I was still using my equipment. I got eight balls on the 26th of July, 2016. Eight balls to coach national team. But everything else that I've been using all this time, my own equipment, my own resources, going for training. Sometimes you meet youngsters who do not have bus fare. You give them bus fare. So, people, it, it, it pains me a lot when people start criticizing the players and even the national, the, 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 the technical team. These players are putting their bodies on the line for the country. They are d- dipping into their pockets to go for national team training. And the least they deserve is, I mean, just a thank you. A thank you from the nation because everything that they are doing, no one goes on the park wanting to lose. We had our problems, like I said, yes, but they still went on the park and put on their, their bodies on the line. How many of us are doing stuff for free? Because some of these guys, even when they go for national team, they get their dog days dogged off, dogged, uh, leave days dogged at work, but they still go for national team. And this is a thankless job. I think people need to, they deserve more. These players deserve more. The technical team deserve more. We have sacrificed for us to be where we are today. If we had walked, all, all of us walked out of rugby, they wouldn't be rugby today. I spoke about my playing days. I remember uh, old Georgians shut because players just decided to go. Old Mutonians was the same. Uh, Rare Sports Club, it was the same. All the other guys left. A few guys were playing the second team, then got into first team. Same applies to OH. All these guys, if they had gone out of rugby, where would be our rugby today? The, person, the people who had left rugby are the guys who are coming back now. If we had all gone, where were they going to come back to? Yeah. Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. You are mesmerized. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm taking my back. You know, he's, he's really, you know, hammering home some important issues that you know Sharing. need to be need to be addressed. Because these are some of the things that we really don't look at as as fans, as the media, as you know, the general populace that's that's looking at the thing because. I was actually talking to to one player the other day, um, 
oh he, he did say that he didn't want to be named but yes i was i was talking to him and um it was after he actually asked one of the guys with for some money you know to say i i need uh, money for fuel i want to go to camp before the tunisia game and uh, everyone was saying but uh, what do you mean you need money to go to camp you know and he's saying no you're not um yes i'm um, titan lawyers come on board and so forth but things are not as well as they should be we don't we i don't i really don't have and i don't think i'm going to get it from there i have to repay you from my payday at work you know it's some of these situations yeah, that yeah. we really don't know but yeah uh coach cyprian is uh hit home and um we are we are tasking um our content manager <laughs> uh we are tasking him uh we we need we need to we need to to get these administrators in the studio you know and we need to put them to task because their names don't appear in the newspaper they don't you know it's it's always the players names the coaches names and these administrators are here and you know they their end of the job we don't know if they're fulfilling it or not you know and why not if they're not and those issues you know we need we need to hammer the hammer at home and ask these guys to say listen what's what's your mandate and what are you doing to fulfill it you know we we need those answers and our, our content managers should work on getting um the ceo you know and maybe subordinates in the studio one of these days can i can i come in yeah there? yeah sure um i don't think these guys it's not that they don't want to they are also trying their best but things are just not working right. they are not working fine, fine. but what we need to do maybe is to say yes uh, let's get off our positions and meet everyone yeah. just go to the grassroots yeah. this is what we need to do go go to the grassroots uh instead of saying this guy has failed sit down with that person sit down with everyone involved and say gentlemen we've got a problem how do we solve these things what answers are there um sometimes we use shortcuts i mean a lot of things that are being done now i think are shortcuts, shortcuts yeah yeah but like, like my my point was it's not necessarily that uh, these guys have the resources and what it takes to be doing to be fulfilling their mandate but once you start pointing fingers to say listen the coach is not doing his job and you need to terminate his contract the players are not doing well we need a new squad then we also need to look at your part of the job to say listen what is going on because or well, the reason why the only reason why I am not criticizing the coach is because I feel like he has received enough criticism already you know yep. as it, it, it sends where we are right now day in day out it's been listen the team is not performing and it's it's the coach's fault you know and he explained himself he explained where he's coming from where uh, the problem lies on his part and although you know like you were saying that knowing the situation knowing where everything stands knowing that we've got these economic challenges knowing that we've got limited resources still what's his plan you know yeah um, i guess that that's a, that's a question we can leave hanging you know because <laughs> I, i don't think there's you know it, it keeps going back and forth yeah it's back and forth it's uh, 100% we have a plan it's not been enacted and it's it's, a, it's just a revolving circle yeah um i just need to just drag back a bit in terms of you know just raising some of the issues that have been raised on social media even on the the page let's talk rugby you know in terms of uh, selection processes there was an issue of um, inclusion you know how much pressure does a coach have 
to include all the players. I saw the the Zim Sevens, you know, training squad is up to forty uh, play, players who have been named to join that training that squad. Day, yeah. um, looking at the teams, there are some teams, of course, that do not have players in the squad, but uh, most of the teams do have their players in that squad. Yeah, but there are some teams actually that do yeah. not have players. How much pressure is it on a coach to, you know, make sure you program this rep- representation? Mostly, I think the louder noise was an issue of, you know, the whole Blauaya versus Harare kind of topic where Blauaya players will feel that, you know, they're not being really included in the national selection. Uh, whereas, you know, there's more of Harare teams. Even if, you know, in quotes, Harare teams are performing better, you know, how much pressure is it on a coach to select in a fully inclusive sort of national team. A national team is select the best players. Um, whether it's from one, cu- one, one, one club, if they're the best players, you select the best players. Old Mutonians at one point, when they were playing good rugby, when they were beating everyone, they had about 16 players in the national team. Sports club at one point had about 11 players in the national team. So it's not about making people happy. At the end of the day, get the best players. It's a fact that our other teams are playing better rugby. It's also a fact that there are good players in in in, in Blauaya. But uh, because of the time that we have with the national team, you can't take players to want to groom, to coach basics, because you're preparing for the national team. You get the guys who are almost ready. Uh, we had, in terms of selection, we just look at everyone. And I was very open when I came into this job. But people just want to criticize for the sake of criticize. They're loud mouths. They are there. They just want to talk. They've got. They've not played rugby. Some of them. Some of them have not. They've, they've played rugby, but they didn't even make their, the first teams of their clubs. Uh, some of them have tried management. They've tried coaching, and they've failed. But they just want to criticize the next person for the sake of criticizing. Um, we had about 182 players that were shortlisted. 182, but. Because of the problems that I highlighted, some players say they can't play, they can't come. You'd call a player and the player is not willing, what do you do? But uh, in terms of pressure, I never felt any pressure. If it means for me, uh, even if you talk color, if 20 white guys are the best, I'll take the 20 guys because this national team is a Zimbabwean. It's just as a good, 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 good. It's just as good as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should be, if they are the good players, they're the best players, they play. If it's 20 good players, players or play them if it's 10 quality players from ogs or 20 quality players from ogs or the mat warriors i'll take the best players okay. and yeah that's that's my stance because uh you want to take the best you want to do the best for the country not just to say if we're gonna go that route then we even going to go to say to Mas- in mashingo now there's a club there let's go just go and get a, a guy from there so that okay. we've got a guy from mashingo we need to cover all the 10 provinces are we going to be able to do that i don't think so it's on ability. Uh, if you are able, if you are good enough, then you are selected to play national team. If you are not, that's it. Tough luck. All right. Um, it's been a long, nice, <laughs> fun interview. Uh, but I'll just take advantage that you're here and uh, pose this question that's been, you know, coming, you know, at us a lot. You mentioned, you've already spoken about it briefly, but we have a very, say, competitive or good under 19, under 18, under 20 even, sometimes teams, but it never really escalates to, you know, having a very super 
say the national rugby team, a men's national rugby team, what can be done to avert that situation? You've already said, you know, it's the players from PE, Milton, Churchill, you know, who are, then stay in the system. And the I'll, I'll go in or go on and say it, the private school, <laughs> the private yeah. school kids, you know, after they're done, you know, they get the chance to play Craven Week. They leave the country. They, they're gone and that's it. They never really come back. One out of ten do then come back when they're called. But, you know, the best of them, they just they, they just disappear. What then can be done to, you know, ensure that we retain our talent? Uh, that is uh, difficult. Uh, in all fairness, the kid uh, from a private school, uh, also because some of them can afford varsities outside the country. That's the main reason why some of them are leaving. Mm-hmm. But also, over and above that, it's also the love for your country, wanting to play. Because what Connor Pritchard is in Australia right now, but he's just made a decision to come and play for his country. So, if our house is in order, players should be wanting to play for their national team. And we need to be very careful because there are some people that would just come in like now, this is our final uh, year qualifying going into the World Cup qualifiers. People would come in because everybody wants to go to the World Cup. But when we fail, these players will go. So we need to have a program, like I was saying early on, a program that is that we're running in the country. We need to have academies in the country. The only reason why we've got the knowledge zones these days and uh, the Kamabilias doing more outside the country is because they've gone through the academy systems in the country where they are being coached to play soccer. So in Zimbabwe, we don't have academies where we're coaching kids to play rugby. What we're doing week in, week out is we're preparing to go and beat the next team. We are not actually coaching the players. So when I'm at Eagles on a Tuesday, I'm playing PE on Saturday. I'm busy plotting. This is how PE plays. This is how we're going to play. This is how we're going to want to beat PE. But when you take that kid out of the system, the Eagles for system, put him into another system, is he going to to be able to to, yeah. to, to to play in that system? They might not be because a lot of these guys are be just being coached to win games. So we need to have a proper program to coach the youngsters, uh, have centers where we're coaching these youngsters, and also have qualified coaches coaching all around. Because some of these coaches who are busy criticizing, they can't even coach a kid to pass a ball, but they are busy criticizing. They're just talking about the coach. These, coach these are the loud ones. <laughs> yes. 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 So for me, I like I said, I don't listen to these guys because I've said when I came in, I said to guys, this is not a Mandango team. It's a national team. If you think you've got something that you can add into the team, come in. If you know of a player that I've left out, tell me. But why go on to the social media when you can tell me or you can talk to me? I've said, We've got an open-door policy. Bring whichever player. Come in with ideas. Yes, I should be answerable. I should be accountable to the results. Even if you give me an idea, it becomes our idea, but I should defend it. Which is also what I was saying. We need to have a, a united front. I think what the motherboard was supposed to do when results came was, was they were just supposed to say, look, these are our results. So how do we move forward? This is how we are planning to move forward. Mm-hmm. But uh, the easiest target is always a coach. Last year, like I said, when I when people said reapply, after reapplying, when I was then reinstated, the same people went to the newspaper and they apologized that they let the nation down because they didn't put money into sables. But before that, they'd sacrificed the coach. Mm-hmm. So 
programs, yes, we need our coaches to be qualified. We need to make sure that our leagues are running. We need to play more rugby, a competitive rugby, not just to say we're playing rugby. And if it means we've got four quality sides, let it be. They play each, each other week in, week in, week in, week out. Because it doesn't make sense to have a league of 12 teams and the other teams are getting beaten 100 0. Is it helping the team that's losing or is it helping the team that's winning? No one is benefiting there. It's not good for our rugby. We just need to be very honest with ourselves and say that we don't have problems. I was talking to Uganda when I went to Uganda, to the Uganda coach. Mm-hmm. They've got eight provinces. In each province, there's 10 teams. So wow. they play a province level, they select a provincial team, then the top players in the province form a team. They play then the Super 8. Mm-hmm. That's competition. And Kenya are doing the same. Before we played Uganda, they were in camp for three months. We only got into camp before Senegal. So we're together for five weeks in inside the competition period. So are we preparing? Are you... It's, it's, it's difficult. It needs somebody who understands. I think a lot of people actually understand. Okay. But because... They are just loud, loud mouths and maybe they just don't like the coach. That's the, I don't want to be liked. Look, I've got, I've, I've got, I've got, my, I've got my wife and my kids. Those they are the like people. You, that's my family. Those are the people that are supposed to like me. When I'm doing uh, my work, I'm not there to be liked by, any, by anyone. I'm just there to do my work. All that I'm doing, I'm doing it for the country. First, I'm doing it for my name as well. Because I've taken the hit. It's my CV that's been dented. I got into the job knowing that things were going to be difficult. But I just wanted to do what I can do for my country. I've tried my best. All right, we have to cut it right here. And um, thank you, Coach, for coming in today. we just hoping that uh, we'll get the reaction from everyone that you've mentioned. This has been a riveting interview, and we're grateful. We are just going to share this with people. They have a listen, and... Uh, We'll have a second part with you again from the responses made and from people involved in the ZRU. As you mentioned earlier, Nodi Kanyangarara would like to have him in the studio for the part, for the second part. That's right, Josh, yeah? Yeah, man. Um, I'm actually still in awe, you know, from some of the things that have been said today and some of the fingers that have been pointed. People have been, <laughs> have been fingered. Yo, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, it was it was a really great um, time in the studio with you, Coach. And we're hoping that you'll be available again for the second part because we just want to get the listeners' opinion on this. We just need to get everyone time to respond. Like you said, um, the coach pointed out that there's a lot of loudmouths on these platforms. Oh. So we need <laughs> we need the loudmouths to come out and you know, speak for themselves so that we can hear what they think about what he said today because some of this stuff maybe they never heard before. So, because, you know, we've been in the studio for almost an hour now and we, we really need to cut it short because we also don't want to you know, to go on and on. So, we'd rather cut it short now and get a second interview if it's possible. So, yeah, I think this is it for today, Lizzo, is it? That is it. Um, thank you for listening and I will join you after your responses. Remember to follow Mike Said Match on Twitter and Facebook. Also on iTunes. If you want the audio file, just uh, hit us up in the inbox or DM on any of those platforms and we will send you the audio file that's already downloaded. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's us. that's it from today for me and Lizway. Until next time. Cheers. And now. And now. Capital 263.